welcome to Buzzworthy. I'm your host, Shlacia Harris, and we loved all of your responses from our women's series that just wrapped up last week. It was absolutely incredible. And I hope that you're excited to hear more about the incredible entrepreneurs we have in our city. Today's Buzzworthy business was going to be our first ever episode of Buzzworthy. But we just didn't want Cambio to get lost after our incredible women series. So we brought them in now and we are incredibly excited to hear this story and help tell the story of Cambio because it has really great strong roots in Hamilton Hive. That's not my story to tell, however. I'll leave that to Chris. And then we'll hear from Cambio's first ever CEO, Tim, who's gonna tell us what's next for Cambio. Let's start their story. We're gonna get started with just doing a quick intro um, of each of us. And so we'll start with Chris, you're at the top of my screen. So Chris, if you can just tell us um, a little bit about you, who you are, and what do you do at Cambio right now? Sure. Uh, so Chris McIntosh, I currently I'll work backwards, the uh, chief product officer at Cambio and, and sort of lead up the strategic vision of the product and, and working with everybody here to, to understand what we want to put out in the market and what people need. Uh, as history, my background is in computer science um, and mathematics as a, as a graduate and then worked my way through uh, being a developer and into product management uh, and eventually to an idea that led us to Cambio. So that's my background in a nutshell. Awesome. Um, Sounds like a natural progression into this world of technology. Absolutely. It's been, uh, yeah, as a child, it was always the thing I was going to do. There was never really any doubt. So uh, I was going to find my way somewhere in with computers and technology. Awesome. Well, thanks, Chris. And Tim, tell us a little bit about you. How do you get connected with this company that started out of, you know, the smaller area outside the GTA? Yeah, luck. Is that a good answer? No, I I, I joined the Cambio team uh, about three months ago to be its uh, first full-time CEO. Uh, So my background is in uh, sales, customer, uh, and business development. Uh, and really saw Cambio as an incredible opportunity uh, to not only serve nonprofits, but to serve individuals and businesses that are interested in impacting their community in a positive way. Uh, Prior to Cambio, I was at uh, Facebook and Verizon, and also spent some time in a few other venture capital-backed companies as well, too. So uh, although I don't uh, always feel that way, but I have sort of been through a variety of different companies, learned lots of great lessons, but I think Cambio presents this really unique opportunity um, for people to invest in their communities and make a difference. And I'm, I'm excited about both the, the past legacy, but also the future of the company as well, too. That's incredible. So coming from such, you know, big giants, really household names to come into an organization like this, are you looking to take it to a household name? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that, that is the, uh, the most exciting part about it is working with Chris, who is a founder here at Cambio and two of the other uh, original founders of the company. There is just a tremendous appetite and ambition to make this uh, a household platform name. Uh, and we're really excited about it. All of those other companies, uh, Facebook in particular, started as sort of small hubs of activity. 
um, mm-hmm. that really grew with a, a network effect and grew into, you know, multi-billion dollar businesses in, you know, 15 years or less. So it's, yeah. uh, it, it's a lot of work, but I see that same opportunity here at Cambio for sure. Absolutely. And anything to, you know, add to the current ethos of making the world a better place is always so exciting to just be a part of. And even more so when you're coming in at still a, I I don't want to say Cambio is an early stage company, but still relatively new in its journey and has, you know, countless opportunities um, ahead of it. And I think that's a really great segue into, you know, where did Cambio start? Um, how was it founded? Where, you know, Chris, take, take us back to the beginning. Uh, a fun story because it, it was uh, an idea that happened on an airplane um, in, a, in a weak moment of not having enough to do. But um, personally, uh, myself and, and my wife have always been supporters of children's causes and have always wanted to do more with youth. And the initial concept was to build a platform that would better connect youth to the community um, in, in whatever ways that we would find. And, and we did find our way into volunteerism being the first place that we did that mm-hmm. um, and have continued to grow on from there. And so the, and I think it's interesting to see how the uh, root challenge that we were going after in the very beginning has, has maintained its place in Cambio as it's grown and pivoted into to what it is today in the larger opportunity that we've unraveled. Um, but at the heart of it, it was to, you know, in my mind, is how do we use technology in ways that move the world forward in a positive direction? Uh, we have lots of examples today of how we do it the opposite. Um, and I think that we have a unique opportunity with what we've built to use the powers of things like social media and technology uh, in a way that hasn't been done before in yeah. a positive light that drives positive change. And, and so I think that's what's really exciting about where it's come for me over the last handful of years mm-hmm. uh, from the initial concept, but still maintaining uh, that initial uh, underlying idea of how do we use technology to you know, better connect people, better connect communities, but also in that context of making tangible difference and giving back in the community. That's, that's really great to understand where that came from. And it's interesting that you talked about, you know, boredom sort of being the root of that. And in that boredom, like, I know you were seeking something that would sort of help and give back to the community based on your current interests, but, but what kept this going for you? What, what kept this idea moving forward and you wanting to see it grow more and more? That's a great question. Um, and in the things that you learn as, as someone that lived in, in startup, most of my career at this point is, you know, you have those moments where, uh, you, you know, you don't strike a moment in the first week or the first month or the first year in which your, your idea takes off. It, it, it takes a lot of effort and things like that. And there's certainly many days and weeks in which my goal was ensure that there's a meeting next week or ensure there's progress this month. Um, mm-hmm because you're still trying to figure out exactly what, you know, what you want to do and how you want to achieve it. Um, so I think what typically kept me really into this as we started to figure it out was recognizing constantly and checking on your idea, checking on where you're at and where you're going, that there still wasn't anything available and, and that there still wasn't something that achieved what we wanted to do mm-hmm. is what really kept it pushing. Like when you know you have something that, that you believe is, is going to be powerful and something that will 
you know, really have an impact that you don't see happening um, was constantly what, in my own personal opinion, uh, kept me, you know, believing in it all the way along. And then I think that that's um, probably at the, at the real root of it. What was driving me was that there was an opportunity that was untapped. Um, and that the, the key was a- accomplishing it, achieving it and helping other people understand that opportunity that existed. Um, you know, if, if, uh, if you had an idea in which you saw lots of competition and have already been done and things like that, I think mm. it becomes harder to really push there. I think we've always had the idea and the concept that, that what we're doing is going to be different and it's going to be fundamentally different. Uh, and, and that's, what's exciting about it. And that's what pushes you know, me personally, is that lots of changes, lots of ideas come into an I, you know, something yeah. like this. This is by no means the idea that, that I came up with five years ago only. It has, you know, comes from a lot of places and a lot of ideas. And so I, I think that that's what kept me going a lot of the time was knowing we had an opportunity to do something different that was going to be uh, impactful mm-hmm. uh, and fundamentally, you know, potentially change the world or move the needle. And at that point, what was your point of differentiation from anything else in the market? Or was this space completely untapped? Uh, In the context of where we were back then, uh, Mm -hmm. I would say that it was obvious at a very minute level, you know, or small level, that there was a a huge gap in connecting uh, volunteers to, to organizations who needed volunteers. Uh, I, I think that still exists today. It is one of the things, that, one of many things that we are helping achieve. But at that time, uh, it was very obvious that there was a, a need. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've mentioned that the HiveX event being that yeah. that that indicator that we had uh, at least fifty people at one point standing around saying, you know, I, I would love to use this if it was available when we were in that sort of beta stage. And so that that is always helpful when you get early verification that the path you're on is going to solve some pain points for people. Uh, but it was obvious that at a very small level, there was, there was gaps in technology that we could fill. Uh, mm-hmm. But we did also have much grander, you know, ideas for what we could do with that technology. So take us back to this Hivex experience that you had, because it sort of, you know, is, is very funny to me um, in not necessarily comical way, but just how things work sometimes. Um, This is actually our first interview for the Buzzworthy podcast. Um, So to have you be at one of our previous events way back when, um, how did you come across um, Hamilton Hive at that time? and, And what was that interaction? Yeah, early on, um, and, and still to this day, um, We've always had a connection with uh, McMaster University. Uh, I was a graduate there, had connections there, but we also worked with their sustainability program where students would uh, have programs and and projects that they would do with us. Uh, And at the time we were recommended by uh, a professor there that that we should uh, check out the Hamilton Hive event, as well as a couple others that would, you know, promoted volunteerism, had nonprofits and charities and, and mm-hmm. volunteers at it. And so that was how we learned about it. And that, like I said, was, I believe, the first event that we attended publicly with a with a banner that had our name on it and, and really went out to the public to say, this is what we're doing. And um, so I definitely learned a lot at that uh, event as well. But uh, we did a, 
a lot in the Hamilton downtown area, you know, yeah. startup hubs and, and events like that, that I would speak at or just go to learn what other people were doing. And uh, at that stage of a startup, you're, you're, in my mind, your biggest goals is to talk a lot about your idea, ask a lot of questions from other people yeah. uh, to, to try and validate and figure out if the direction you're headed is a good one. Absolutely. Um, everything you just said, that whole story really just sounds like a complete ad campaign for Hamilton Hive because it's like a tender event. This is where your company can go. And um, hopefully someone takes that seriously and comes out to our events and maybe even have you guys out to one of our events once we can actually get out and be in person together. Tim, I know you're in the U.S., but we're only a stone throw away. Yeah, I, I know we'd love to do that. I think we are all anxious to be able to meet back in person uh, as a team and with our community and with our customers. Uh, it is definitely something we want to happen as quickly as possible. Uh, and and being only a stone's throw away, I will gladly be there. Uh, it's but a short flight, so I, I'd be, be glad to show up. Amazing. I will hold you to that. Um, Chris is already here, so... That, that makes things a whole lot easier. Only one person to chase down. All right. So um, this backstory of um, Cambio is, is really interesting to me specifically because I just recently started, you know, my journey of being an entrepreneur and within the tech space itself. So I, I, I understand and I really... Um, you know, see the progress. And I really level with the things that you're saying, Chris, about going out there, getting that constant feedback, making those connections, asking for that validation. And once you've really found that space in the market and you know that's your that's the problem you're solving, like when was that point for you? I think I would say we've had multiple instances of that point mm -hmm. um you know and you you like i said your initial idea evolves over time as you get that input yeah. and and feel feel the market and, and drive to it i think our initial one uh if i was to step back further again my my initial light bulb moment was to connect youth to the the community for paid work um and that you know as it evolved in the complexities of that and the challenges of that volunteerism you know showed as an opportunity um, I would say one of those moments, uh, like the Hive event, when you get out in the community and see you have a mass of people saying, yes, this solves a pain point for me, uh, mm -hmm. that time and, and that event w was one of them. Um, beyond that, you know, we started to learn more of that. Um, and, and this will speak probably more about, and Tim will certainly add to this as we go through this conversation of where it's evolved to today. But, you know, that's one of them. I think, you know, we're just going through another one today in the current time of of where we can evolve to to go far beyond just volunteerism um in terms of of impact and tracking impact both for individuals uh and organizations so uh, i i i know it's not a direct answer to your question but i do think you have a few of these along the way in an organization as you grow it where you you've tried and tested a few things for a certain amount of time and realized oh here's another opportunity that we can grow that yeah. still stays and, and maintains your your no your north star for lack Absolutely. of a better term and 
So when you come to these crossroads where there is something new and there is, you know, sort of the shiny ball over here, when do you decide, you know, do I go for this? Do I add this to the scope of work that, you know, of what the business is, is the fit strong enough? When do you know you have to, you know, pivot a little bit or just extend your arm and say, this is just another branch of who we are? And I definitely want Tim to get some time to speak, so I don't mean to, <laughs> to answer other questions. Um, I think that is a very great question. And uh, as as someone who's gone through it a few times, still learning the answer to that. And I think sometimes you make the right choices and sometimes you go a little far down uh, a path before you really realize, hey, it's time to cut that. I would yeah. say that we have vast experience. And I use one as an example. Uh, early on in one of my startup meetings downtown Hamilton. Uh, I did a speaking session there and, and spoke to the group about startups and, and learning your pitch and understanding it. And after was asked by an individual, you know, I think you could really help a client of mine. And the client was looking to build a better way of connecting uh, service providers, uh, specifically in the massage therapy space. Mm -hmm. uh, it fit the narrative of, well, potentially we are building a platform that can connect different types of people and, and use cases. And we did temp, you know, play with that and, and actually became uh, quite involved with some competitive uh, opportunities. If those had come to fruition, maybe our platform is different today, but recognizing at the same time, our strength and where we were going, what the right decision was, we felt like the nonprofit space had was the proper next step for us versus that. And, and I think you do come through those. And I think whether you can identify them very quickly uh, to the ones that you shouldn't go down, I think is the challenge for every, uh, every organization and every leader really. And, and how well you do that, I mm -hmm. think uh, is a little bit easier in retrospect to figure out, you know, which ones are good and bad, but I might let Tim add to that if he has anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that there are, uh, as Chris said, it's almost better to choose the places you don't want to go before you choose the places that you do want to go. And it sounds nuanced or sem semantic led, but it's it's really not. It's about understanding one, what the market tells you, what are your customers saying they want or need and understanding the problems you want to go solve. Understanding as most uh, growing companies, how big is the market that you want to go after and an understanding of the competitive ecosystem. And mm -hmm. third is like a little bit of instinct and uh, making a bet on an opportunity that you think has the potential to be massive, right? And I think Chris spoke to part of the journey for Cambio through that journey is those pivots, none of them were you know, massive and you know, complete change of direction, but they've been lining us up to this moment where over the course of the next year, Cambio is poised to do incredible things. But yeah. all the, that, those incredible things are only enabled by the work that Chris has been doing for several years to build a platform that has robust infrastructure, to build features that are world-class. And it has positioned our company so incredibly well for this next big jump that mm -hmm. all of those lessons sort of led up to this moment. And that's when you know a leadership team and sort of looks at each other and says, like, we believe this is the moment to go, to go big, to, to put that those resources on the table, the capital on the table to really have the team invest and go after this with reckless abandon. That's yeah. the exciting part. After all of that, Chris did all of the grinding. I got to come <laughs> in three months ago and look at this beautiful home to be built 
and, and sort of say like, okay, now we're ready for visitors to come in. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, uh, that's what's going to happen with Canby over the course of the next, you know, next several months. It's incredibly exciting. That is really exciting to get to this point because I'm sure Chris, when you started, what did you think Cambia would be or Gigit as it was first called um, five years from where you were? Did you think it would still exist or we, what was that dream? That's a great question. You have good questions. Um, I, I always, as a, a product driven person and a technology enthusiast, if you will, uh, was to always build a platform that could have large scale um, was was obviously the intent of my initial brainstorming was what kind of idea can we come up with that would drive significant change um, we, our previous software company was providing software to enterprise 500 you know fortune 500 type companies and and a great software place to be but has limited scale in the sense of you know reach and and impact a you know, outside of the walls of the organization you're selling that software to. So one of the foundations for that was to find a way to build a large scalable idea mm-hmm. um, and combine that with, you know, a cause that is is really exciting to work on every day. And my inspiration for the entire idea was a memory I had while, you know, thinking about it, where in the days of us growing up, you know, we didn't have all the technology we have today. You know, my mother grabbed me by the arm and took me down to the local job board and said, you know, you're going to do a job for somebody instead of sitting on playing video games. And, and I took a job and I raked uh, a, a woman's leaves for $20 and, and did my task. And that's where it really triggered, like, how can we build a mass scalable platform that takes, you know, makes it more accessible and easier for youth to get involved in the community and make a difference with that. And, you know, we've, we've grown immensely from that, that initial concept, but, um, you know, that's, that's sort of the ambition behind a lot of that. Uh, maybe I'll pause there before I ramble too. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, so the ambition behind that, I think is, is pretty clear. And it's, it, I think it always goes back to sort of like your childhood and some lesson you learned at some point that just sticks with you and you don't really get over it. But those things I think are just so important. And every single experience you can look at in sort of two ways, you can take the absolute positive out of it and make something of it, or you can look at it in another way. But if, just to sort of maybe go back and see if I can get a clearer answer from you in terms of what was that pipe dream for Gigit maybe in like five, 10 years? Did you think he would like take over the world and um, in sort of this nonprofit space where we're connecting volunteers? Were you going to be the Facebook of connecting volunteers um, with organizations they want to give their time to? I typically try and avoid those answers, um, and and I, I know you probably just caught that uh, because I, I maybe I'm too grounded sometimes in that in that ambition. But yes, um, wanted to build a social a social portion to that. I always saw social media being a very important piece of whatever this platform was, not from a feature perspective, but a connectivity perspective and a scale perspective to build something that could could reach 2 billion people um, was, was a, a 
something that was very much a part of what I wanted to ideate on and figure out how to apply that kind of technology or that kind of platform to grow. So whether we want to, you know, use platforms like Facebook as the indicator of the stick or other large platforms, whether we want to use revenue as an indicator, say, well, a billion dollar platform, whether we want to use users, yes, a large scalable platform um, that would move the needle on a cause. And as we've grown that, and I don't want to say that five years ago, this was my idea, Mm -hmm. but where we are today, I mean, that's what, that's what makes me more excited about the platform today than five years ago is seeing that the position we're in today, uh, we really do feel that we will move the needle on, on large social issues potentially, or make a real impact in the world by enabling everybody else to do that. And I, so, so, Yes, grand ambitions for our platform. I believe we can we can significantly do some 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 damage in uh, in helping the world make change. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if I want to say that five years ago I had that foresight to say, you know, or the the guts to say yes, we're going to build a a massive worldwide em- enterprise. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure in my subconscious that was the goal. That was the goal. Yeah. I think a little, it, it absolutely must've been in your subconscious because I think every entrepreneur has this level of, um, you know, obviously the risk taking comes with it, but some sort of like grandiose, we're only doing this thing because we want to see big results out of it in some way, shape or form, even though there are other aspects that do drive us. Um, it takes us to the next level where I think, we keep pushing it to become more impactful. And especially when it's doing good in the world, you just want to see that thrive even more so. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, I absolutely agree that it was never meant that we would build a platform that would be a small uh, uh, homegrown business, you know, that would, would produce, um, you know, normal study income. It was meant mm-hmm. to be, I wanted to find something that would be large, big scale, uh, and and have that kind of reach. Uh, mm-hmm. So certainly, uh, I think we've we've gotten there and are on our way to achieving that. But uh, I, awesome. I don't know if five years ago I could say that I had the exactly. foresight to exactly where it would be today. I I agree. I started working on my company three years ago. What that idea was three years ago is not the same. And I also didn't put in that much time over the past three years. And now I've really picked it back up. It's something completely different. So I I completely understand that. And, you know, the vision changes. And the more you learn about that experience and putting yourself out there to test the idea and all of these concepts, it really gives you that opportunity to test the market as you were doing very early on. And that helps, you know, the trajectory of the company, keeping your ears to the ground. And as Tim said, listening to what the consumers want and what the potential users of this platform really need to address those pain points. So before I sort of tap into, you know, where we are now, um, what made what was the change between Gigit and then Cambio? Do they are there cool stories around the name change? Does Cambio mean something? And please correct me if I'm saying the company's name wrong, because I think I keep going between two versions of it. We go with Cambio. Cambio. Okay. Cambio. Yep. I'll, I'll defer to Chris okay. on the the story behind Cambio. Uh, I won't I won't jump in. I promise. 
No, I, I certainly an add to it um, with, with uh, you know, where you came in right after Cambios changed. Initially, uh, Gigit was a play on the gig economy um, mm. and the concept that what we were doing with connecting volunteers to nonprofits and charities that needed them was uh, similar to what service providers, you know, what Thumbtack or HomeAdvisor was doing with service providers to homeowners. And so it was a, a, a spinoff of that and the ideas at the time of how many other ways can, um, can we use our platform to connect people to the community was a, a sort of an extension of the gig economy in the sense of, you know, you can volunteer, you could do small part-time paid jobs, you could do other things. And so at the time, uh, that is where the name came from. And as it aged with the company, uh, there were potentially two issues with it. One, uh, it was quite often pronounced as Gidget, which was frustrating from a brand perspective. Um, but also, we felt like where we started to evolve and head in terms of a platform that was going to drive social change um, was uh, we didn't necessarily want to be as tied to the gig economy, mm -hmm. uh, which has, of course, a bit of a polarized topic, you know, in terms of whether it is good or bad, and, but also just didn't seem to align with the, you know, as well with the direction of the company. Uh, the name Cambio is, is derived from the Spanish word change. Um, and is of course spelled slightly differently and, and a K instead of a C, uh, but that is where it is derived from in terms of the ideation around the brand. Uh, and so as you can tell in, in what we're doing, it aligns a little bit better with, uh, you know, changing the way that people change the world and that type of, of, of messaging. And so it was a little bit to do with the evolution of the company and that it didn't necessarily match up as well with the brand going forward. Uh, and some things that we just found over time that we didn't necessarily like about the brand um, that we that we had. Interesting. I'm going to put my two cents in here, but looking at your logo, the K is like turned on its side. And the first time I saw it, I thought of it being a bridge. So are you really just here to bridge the gap between, you know, <laughs> the nonprofits out there and doing good in the world? Is, is that where Cambia really sits? It's great feedback. Uh, and I'll probably segue into to Tim here. It, it is, it was intended to uh, exist as a platform and show the power of the, you know, the K on its side, providing a platform um, for change or a platform for uh, the things that we do. And certainly what we are doing is connecting, um, but also connecting again, the nonprofits, the for-profit businesses and the people who want to support them. Amazing amazing that's that's a really great story and I really hope one day I have a story similar to yours and um, I really can't wait to see where Cambio goes and I guess Tim's gonna tell us where you are now and you know where are we going where are you taking us Tim yeah th this is uh Throughout my career, this is by far the most exciting moment that I've had as a leader uh, in working with Chris on building something. And I know he was being humble in how he described his uh, vision for the company, but it truly is, in my opinion, this opportunity to fundamentally change the ecosystem of social impact. When Chris started the company and built the product initially, he had a very defined focus and vision, and that's only expanded and enhanced over the course of the last several years. But where we see the future of our company is really 
refining and ensuring that the connection between charities and nonprofits, the individuals that support them with time, money, energy, resources, also have the support of businesses in their community as well. There's this really interesting dynamic in the community where there's an expectation for businesses to invest in the places where their customers and consumers live and work and do all of the things in their daily lives. There are some companies who are proactively engaging in their communities and talking about it, which is incredibly exciting. We can point to numerous examples of companies that have invested and will continue to invest, whether it's in a geographic location or it's in a cause that they believe in, but they're, they're starting to invest. What I would say is not enough of those companies are doing that thing for a variety of reasons. What we want to do is build a platform that allows those, those companies to have a place where they can go and demonstrate the impact that they're having in their communities, whether it's aligning with local organizations or national ones. But really when the industry talks about corporate social responsibility, what that ends up meaning is that an organization does some amount of work, they write a check and they're like, great, super, I donated $25 million to a cause, high five. We think that there's so much more than that. And someone on our team described it in a way that I thought was so compelling. It's corporate social accountability, right? So it's not just, I have the responsibility to do it. I want to be accountable to it. And I want to demonstrate in the community where the money is going, where I'm directing my employees, how we take the work of great nonprofits and charities and accelerate it and augment it with the power of for-profit business. The interesting part is doing good work in and of itself is good, right? Like it's mm -hmm. objectively a good thing. The interesting part about this is though, there is a verifiable impact to the top and bottom line to organizations that authentically give back to their communities, right? And I would say that's the exciting part too. When you think about why would a business invest in its community, not only is there good outcomes from a social impact perspective, but good outcomes from a social impact perspective drive more revenue at the top line and the bottom and bottom line output. And that's incredibly exciting. And if we can show that value proposition across the ecosystem, I have no doubt we build out that, that world changing platform because we've connected charities and nonprofits who need help with individuals who are interested in supporting and individuals who are uh, customers of brands that have the resources to help all of that grow uh, in a meaningful way. So that's where we're going next. It's not just about having a great set of digital tools for nonprofits and charities, which we have today and will continue to have in the future. But then let's start talking about how we build community and connection in the ecosystem more effectively. That's the, that's the big vision for us. That's, that's a really incredible vision because I think, I know no one really wants to talk about the impact of, you know, the pandemic that we're living in right now, but I see this as almost like a great catalyst for this business because nonprofits are struggling so much to, you know, continue to raise money and, do all those things and everyone's looking at their bottom line even more so. So how do you build that bridge to, you know, get them the access and the support and really nurture the partnerships like through the accountability that um, you're building in order to, you know, build a sustainable world ult ultimately. I, I see that that's where that's going. Have you guys looked at it in that way or have, has the pandemic sort of 
accelerated that vision even more so? 100%. Um, we, the, the impact of COVID on the local community, whatever that may mean, has been tremendous, right? Over the course of the last two years, people have been more likely to live life within a few miles of their home, in many cases, because they were required to. And what I, what I think we've seen is there's a renewed sense of commitment to the community that I think will accelerate as God willing, sort of everything changes, things improve, you know, we, we move from a pandemic phase into an endemic phase, and then hopefully, you know, something even more tolerable after that. But people mm -hmm. are looking for those opportunities to really prop up those who have sustained them over the course of the last two years. And that's the part of the exciting future of Cambio as well, too, is this platform allows communities to build a hub of activity to say, why can't a, a downtown, you know, Main Street build a hub of activity and those organizations or those companies support, uh, you know, local community nonprofit activities. The, the biggest hurdle in many instances is the commitment of resources and the tools to go and build that connection. I think mm -hmm. that in many cases, there's an altruistic intent in many of us who want to do the right thing. There's a lot, of, there's reasons we don't do it. We don't know how, we don't have access and we don't know exactly where to go spend our time and energy. Our goal is to do that and build those connections, sh deliver, you know, sort of bespoke and meaningful and relevant opportunities to you in your hometown to say, where would I like to go and help? What things are interesting to me? What businesses are also supporting those activities? Those are businesses which I'm interested in also being a customer of. And I think it's that flywheel that we think is really important, particularly over these next you know, 12 to 18 months as the world tries to find its new normal, uh, whatever that may be. But we do, so yes, a, a long answer to a short question, we really do see uh, COVID as this thing that has changed the way people perceive the place in which they live and how important it is mm -hmm. to invest locally. Yeah, in their own backyards. I I think that's I think that's incredible and it's one of the major reasons I actually joined the Hamilton Hive is I spent about 5 years in my corporate world only doing corporate things, going to events, things like that and my first job was actually through the city of Hamilton that did a lot of grassroots work. And now that I'm back in Hamilton, I figured, you know what, it's it's time to give back. And I think you're so right in seeing that being even more so important. And at the same time where the need is even greater. So it, it sort of just all coincides together, which is super important that, you know, a company like you guys can come in and fill that gap for people. And I'll absolutely be um, looking into and sharing how you guys can, how Cambio can, you know, help us do that as well too, as Hamilton Hive and reach the people within our community. But tell us how the regular person can, can utilize your platform and connect with the charities and the organizations that they are most um, passionate about. And I would say this is, you know, if any company uh, says they, this is their secret sauce, this might be our secret sauce. But the, <laughs> the, the really interesting part about the thing that we built is there are so many options for nonprofits to embrace tools and sort of fundraise better and manage donors better and have a CRM to engage with those donors. 
But for Cambio to be successful and what we're already doing is, is giving folks like us direct access to those opportunities on our platform today. Mm -hmm. So you may not have an affiliation or a preference with a particular charity or nonprofit or organization that's giving back. Today, folks who live in Hamilton can go on the website, put in a, a very small amount of information, and within minutes are given relevant opportunities over the next several weeks and months to invest time in person, potentially when that's uh, available, to donate online, to engage in an auction. All of those things are immediately possible on our platform today. That's the beauty of what Cambio has built. It's not just digital tools for nonprofits and charities. It's mm -hmm. immediate access to opportunity, relevant opportunity for people to go and give back today. Like this instant, we can go do some work together. And that's Amazing. the that's the part about Cambio that I love so much is we're not putting all of the onus of responsibility on charities or organizations to go and find donors and bring people into the fold and cultivate them. We're saying, actually, we're going to bring that to you now. We're creating this marketplace where we have those organizations, we have people who are interested, and ultimately, additionally, businesses as well that can go right now and start making a difference. There is no barrier to entry. The barrier to entry is having the willingness to type your name in, share some uh, an email address, and off you go, right? And our vision is not only will we do that in Hamilton, we'll do that in New York City, we'll do that in London, we'll do that in Los Angeles, everywhere, because we're, already, we're building those connections on our platform. You don't have to go anywhere else but the Cambio platform to make an impact or to start making an impact. That's, that's the beautiful part of what we're, we're building. That's, okay, so that actually just triggered uh, something that I've always been interested in, but actually never done. Um, when I travel, it's always been an intention of mine to do something local within that community. Are we seeing people do that? Um, is there a community of people I can join where I can feel maybe a little bit more safe if I go to Mexico and say, hey, I want to volunteer with this charity to make sure I return to my hotel safely? I mean, I that's, not, that's, that's not on you, but my safety is not on you. But is that does that community exist? I, I, Chris, this is so in your wheelhouse, man. I will. I will. Going on you. Yeah, that is, that is, I mean, I think I've in time said, I, I one day see the platform. I want it to be a place where you land on an airplane in Australia. And, and if you want to have an intimate connection with the, the community that you're in right now, how do you do that? Um, you know, and I, I often think of so many people now that take a break, say, uh, university students come to university and take a break for a few years and want to travel the world and do things. How do they connect with those communities at that intimate level? Events that I can get involved in. How can I volunteer? How can I give back um, and make that connection? Meet other people in that area that um, care about the same causes and passions that I care about. And, and I, I think you just nailed it as to where, where we see it going with individuals. And um, I think, too, just to leverage off of your previous question of, of the opportunity that COVID may have generated for this type of environment is it's, I think, opened up the eyes of both corporations and nonprofits that the same old tools uh, will only produce the same old results. And um, while last year, everyone in the nonprofit fundraising space was talking about live stream fundraising being the next way to do it, to us, that's just another, you know, another, you know, tool in the belt in terms of ways to raise money. Mm -hmm. But how do we raise that bar and raise the game to say, how do we how do we take everybody out of their different silos and build that platform 
that that amplifies everybody's ability uh, to come together and, and make that change. And like you said, individuals, I think as we grow, um, you know, from Canada, we've now moved down into the U.S. and launched down there. And as we grow the community, that is where we will see or want uh, yeah, the individual experience to continue to grow to, like you said. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that because I there's only so much, you know, lying on the beach, soaking up the sun, you know, looking at some, you know, museums and ruins and whatever you like to do. I, I think it'd be incredibly fulfilling for someone who has taken some time away from, from their busy life to actually give back um, in a community um, that they're enjoying at that time and, and really gets it gives them an opportunity to experience that culture and appreciate it at a whole different level. And I think it goes and back share like it. The, the, and the essence, the essence of what you're describing is people's desire for new experiences and to build meaningful relationships in new places. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like the essence of what Cambio is. Are we a digital platform that provides an immense amount of value to everyone in the ecosystem? Absolutely. Are we also a place where you can go and build relationships with people that are aligned with the similar vision and idea of what the world should look like? Also, yes. And the beauty of that, that could be in Hamilton or that could be, uh, you know, wherever you happen to travel, right? That's the beautiful part of the, the human connection of a digital platform. And that's what gets us most excited. It's yes, there's all of this stuff happening, but it's how do you create value for people? How do you help them find more meaningful relationships and more meaningful experiences? That's, that's what will drive the success of our company. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited about this and, and your future, because I can't wait to participate and really leverage your platform, whether locally or whether I'm traveling. Um, I really look forward to actually using it because I, I think giving back is super important and always been important for me. And when we think about a lot of the nonprofits and some of the events and opportunities you um, provide for users that come to the platforms? How can nonprofits and charities um, make sure that their opportunities are on your platform as well? Yeah, I think, it, and that's one of the really unique ways of how we grow a platform is uh, we take the approach of directly connecting people and corporations and brands and nonprofits and charities. So they, they are the ones that are on our platform and populating that information um, and, and, and are given the power and the tools to be able to do that effectively uh, mm-hmm. within their organizations. And, and that's, as Tim mentioned, you know, we, that's one piece of it, providing the, the top-notch world-class tools that these organizations need and making them more and more accessible to all organizations. So whether it's a cost thing or number of people and resources, you know, nonprofits and charities are burdened with enough already. Um, we never took the approach to try and just be another organization selling them some tools to help them manage volunteers as an example. It is just some of the things that we do in, in, in pro- what we need to help provide this organ, you know, this network of, of opportunity. And so uh, organizations can come on our platform and very easily create a page for their organization. Um, and that is their uh, way to engage their community. So whether that's donors, volunteers, any types of supporters that want to support them, 
but in a, in a meaningful way, meaning that there's a transaction. So that's where we differ from a traditional social platform where you have a Facebook page for your organization. And it's just about showing people images and pictures of what you do in the community. Mm-hmm. Cambio is where those organizations send people that want to engage with their community. So whether they want to volunteer for them, fundraise for them, um, donate to them, and those types of things, um, that's what you're driving them into our platform for. And then tracking that and making it uh, usable information and valuable information. And so for, as an individual, uh, your profile on our platform is how you've given back to the community. It is complementary to your LinkedIn profile that is your business life. It is complementary to your other social platforms that you use for what their purpose is, which is your social life. Um, ours will show people what you have done to give back, what organizations you've supported, what causes you support and care about. Um, and, and driving that level of engagement for individuals, as Tim said, making it more accessible and easy to do so that, uh, you know, we can remove those barriers as well in terms of if I wanted to volunteer this weekend, what's the effort involved? How do I find that opportunity? Am I available? We have to make that as simple uh, for people and we have to bring down the requirement of time and effort for people um, to, to be able to engage with those organizations. And so the best way to do that is give the organizations the right tools and allow people to directly connect to them. And the way I think of it is, you know, Cambio isn't going to change the world. The people that use Cambio are going to change the world. And we're going to enable that. We're going to, we're going to be the technology platform that enables everybody. And we will, you know, we use our own platform uh, to fundraise for organizations and, and we will too. And our people and our employees will, but the people and the users of our platforms are the ones that are going to make the change and, and are the ones that are going to change the world. That is, I, I couldn't wrap it up any better. Um, I think you've said it really well, Chris, and you, you are really just a tool at the end of the day and an incredible tool for everyone to leverage. And it, and you're playing on, not necessarily playing on, but you're helping fulfill that innate need of individuals that want to do good and want to make change and want to do better within their own backyards and globally. And I think it's awesome that you can bring all these different parties together and create its own ecosystem where good can thrive and positive change can can expand and and travel throughout the world. Yeah. So that really is um, all of my questions for today. I think I think this was really great. You guys answered my questions, but you're not off the hook yet because I promised Tim there will be a surprise question for him. <laughs> um, Chris, you're from Hamilton, so you might know these, but you can help you can help Tim if please, he doesn't know. Please, this is going to be. <laughs> Now live in digi- <laughs> it's gonna live, live in digital infamy from here until the end of time. So thank Is you. Is this, this the part where, where we're allowed to crop out the answers? No. Yeah. <laughs> This is the highly edited part of today's conversation. Yeah. This is the only part that is unedited. This is just raw, um, but we'll make it really easy for you. Um, so our first question is, what is the waterfall capital of the world? Niagara Falls. Nah. What? It's Hamilton. Oh. <laughs> I thought these were supposed to be easy to start. 
That's a trick question because it's, we just, you know, had to introduce him to the you know Niagara Falls when he came to visit for the first time. So, you know, we we set him up to fail on that question. Uh, oh no. <laughs> that was the only one we, I had that, for you today. That, that was the layup. <laughs> that was the layup, and I I blew it. I blew we it. We didn't take him to Dunsfall or not Dunsfall, but any of the uh the ones in Hamilton. So in Hamilton. Yeah. We, so fun fact, Hamilton is considered waterfall capital of the world. And because we have over a hundred waterfalls in our lovely city. So Chris will take you on the grand tour. Maybe not to all 100. Tim, I'm but... going to tell you, I was no help. I was not going to be any help to you on that because I did not know that answer. So I just, I dove right in like <laughs> I knew the answer. I just, I was like, of course I know what it is. I was going to, I was going to guess the same as you, but it did feel a little too easy. <laughs> that is really interesting okay well I'm glad you both learned something today uh that was my only surprise question um I did have ones about bees but we'll save those for another day um so we're gonna keep it around the theme of Hamilton Hive because we are at the beehive we're always buzzing around and so our fun facts come from those two areas awesome. but yeah so that's it. Um, it was incredible to talk to both of you today. Um, can't actually wait to meet you in person one day. And I look forward to this being our first podcast um, being put out there for Buzzworthy. And I think it's the, the right one and really the perfect one. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And whatever you need from Chris and I, um, let us know. Uh, we are as invested in you as you are now in us. Um, so whatever you need, either you know for for podcasts or for Hamilton Hive or for you know work that you're doing, Chris and I are about a phone call or email away. Um, so let us know Absolutely. what you need. All righty. Well, I will send you the list of things I do need from you for the podcast itself and for us to make sure that we are telling the right true story and the truest story of Cambio on our social media as we sort of promote Buzzworthy once it's ready to go. And we'll go from there. Awesome. This was fun. Thank you this was us. fun. I love this. Was, so yeah. If you know anyone else that wants to do this with me, you can send them my way too. We will do that. I'll absolutely <laughs> do that. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. It's a great, a great break from the normal, uh, the normal day-to-day grind. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. It almost feels like it's Friday and we should be ready for the weekend. I'm in, I mean, I can make it Friday if you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just make monday harder that's all yeah <laughs> i i think that should be a great executive decision and i will co-sign it even though right. that means <laughs> terrific that's good Alrighty, guys take care all right thank you right, bye-bye bye thank you all for listening today Give us a follow on social at at Hamilton Hive to stay tuned and know what's coming next. And if you have entrepreneurs or projects in your mind and you want to know their stories, let us know so we can reach out and help tell those stories that you want to hear more of. Finally, we want to thank our team of volunteers that make this podcast possible on a weekly basis. They are putting in the time, they're putting in these hours, and they are not paid for it. So huge shout out to Cesar Sardena, Harsh Patel, James Clark, Khalid Imam, Patricia Ford, 
and Rattry Tun. Our volunteers are listed on our website at, at hamiltonhive.ca slash podcast and check them out. See you next time.